have lower profit margin, if any profit at all. Number two, you're attracting not the type of client that you really want to attract. You want to attract clients and customers based off of the value that you bring, not a price point. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with $1 million to $100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead, so they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations, not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about the pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, how are you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. Here's an interesting conversation for you. We're going to be talking about the five expensive mistakes that small business owners make that negatively impact their personal finances. And... With us today to talk about that, Sylvia Inks. How are you doing, Sylvia? I'm doing great, Joe. Thank you. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And a little bit about Sylvia. She's a business coach, finance expert, and speaker. She focuses on teaching small business owners, and by the way, we are all small business owners as real estate entrepreneurs, how to build multiple streams of income. She's the author of Small Business Finance for the Busy Entrepreneur, Blueprint for Building a Solid Profitable Business, based in Raleigh, North Carolina. So First off, Sylvia, you want to give the best ever listeners just a brief background of yourself, and then let's get right into the five expensive mistakes you see people make. 
Sure. So I have been working as a financial coach for small business owners for a little over six years now. And what I found was that so many small business owners, they're so great at either their product or the service that they offer, but they're financially overwhelmed. Their finances are either disorganized or they don't know how to make sense of their numbers. And I started seeing just really, really smart business owners either go out of business or stressed or they have marital stresses because they're not able to bring a consistent paycheck from their small business to their personal household income. So that's where I've been focused on the last few years is really helping small business owners get profitable, figure out a way to save time and make more money so that they can do more of what they love. Well, we all want to get more profitable and do more of what we love and save time. So hook, line, sinker, let's do it. What's number one? What mistake do you see people make? Biggest mistake, I see people commingling their personal and business money. Mm -hmm. Um, I see it happen all the time. I actually had a real estate agent once who told me that every December, she called it the week of hell. Her husband would give her literally the credit card statement from January through December of that year and gave her a highlighter and said, go highlight all your business items so I can put it on our tax return. I'm hyperventilating. Are you cringing? No, I'm about to have a stroke as a result of just thinking about that. (laughs) Yes. So they commingled everything. They just had only one credit card that was paying for their personal finances as well as her real estate business. And it was just a mess. So biggest thing, everybody and absolutely she, they did that multiple years, multiple years. Yes. Every year, every oh. December, she got a printout, multiple pages of credit card statements and a highlighter. And the husband said, here, you need to go highlight and tell me which ones of these are oh, business God. expenses. Just get a bookkeeper, right? That's the solution here. No, actually the solution is to make sure you set up three business bank accounts. So completely separate from your personal life. Three. Yes. Please elaborate. Okay, so first one is your operating expenses, right? That's the whatever it needs to keep the lights on in your business. So everything that no matter what, you have to pay the bills. So you've got a website, you've got phones, you've got whatever things that have to be paid, do some subscriptions. Those are in your operating expense account. Mm -hmm. The second account is for taxes. I see so many business owners accidentally spend their tax money because a lot of times you're either paying monthly taxes or quarterly taxes So if you're commingling that and that's all sitting in your operating expenses, there's a good chance that you are accidentally spending that tax money. So a good business opportunity comes up and you're like, oh yeah, I see a lot of business owners just log into their checking account and see that they've got a pot of money. So they're like, oh yeah, I can take advantage of that. Let me go purchase this or let me go invest in this and then forget that that was their tax money. Okay. So separate tax account. And then third business bank account is actually for your emergency fund. So having a separate emergency fund just for your business. Okay. I hear you, but this isn't for everyone though, right? Because if you're disciplined enough to allocate an emergency fund within one bank account and taxes and expenses, then you don't need three. So this is for people who have a hard time doing that already. Is that correct? Or what is your thought process? Great question. So I actually did have a client of mine who said the same thing. She started working with me and she's like, Sylvia, I am really disciplined. I just know that a certain portion of my money is always dedicated emergency fund. And she struggled with it and she fought me a little bit, but eventually she did do it. She said, okay, I'm going to take this leap of faith. It doesn't cost you anything. You just open up a checking account or savings account, if you will, and put your emergency fund there. And she emailed me less than a week later and said it completely freed up her mental space by having 
a separate account for her emergency fund. So that way she knew that her operating expenses, she knew that what was going out for paying bills versus if she saw more money in her checking account, that that was extra money that she could use to invest in a business opportunity that came up, right? Okay. Um, so it's more peace of mind and just freeing that mental bandwidth. You don't want to have to constantly go, okay, well, there's 50 grand in my checking account. Well, how much of it's supposed to be for emergencies? And do I really have this money to invest in XYZ course or this book or whatever? It just frees up that mental bandwidth. Okay. And then as far as the checking accounts, are they three checking accounts? Just I'm getting into the weeds a little bit, I know. Yeah, of course. I would recommend if it's your emergency fund, try to do a savings account so you can get at least get a better interest off of that. But cool. these days, I think all the interest rates pretty minimal, but any little bit helps. Yep. Okay. Got it. And you'll just also want to make sure that the accounts don't have dormant fees because if it's just sitting there idle and it is a checking account that you have some sort of automatic transfer that transfers a dollar into that account. So you're not getting charged fees. So it's not actually costing you money. Absolutely. Great point. And again, definitely make sure if you're using this for your business, please make sure that it's a business checking or savings account. I actually had a participant at one of the workshops that I gave and they were running their business out of a personal checking account at a credit union. And the credit union found out and ended up closing down their accounts um, because you can't use personal accounts to run your business. Okay. Number two. So number two actually was making sure that you have an emergency fund. So again, I see a lot of small business owners think, oh, well, maybe their business is a hobby or a side business. So they feel like, okay, well, I don't need to have a separate business emergency fund. I'll just tap into my personal emergency fund if I really need to. So I really highly encourage people to make sure they separate that out and make sure you've got one just for your business because you don't want to get into tapping into personal funds or anything that's meant for your personal life, whether it's- Specifically how much? So I've always said three to six months, and that's really depending on the type of business owner you are, especially if you're paying for a lease space or rental, mm-hmm. making sure that that may be more closer to like six months. But with COVID, that's probably more is probably a little bit safer these days. Three to six months of what? Of your operating expenses. That way you can make sure that you can cover expenses if anything happens. Okay. So a great example, I had a client of mine, she had a death in the family and she felt like, okay, I can't really work on my business. She just took two months off of her business, but there's still bills that have to be paid. So she didn't account for that. And she ended up going into debt because she forgot to account for, hey, there's things that even if I want to work, I may end up having to take time because of personal emergency reasons. Number three. Number three, so not having your tax money taken out. So if you're a W-2 employee, your tax money is already automatically taken out. That way you're not accidentally spending it. So again, that's why when I talked about the three bank accounts, so making sure that you just account for that. Anytime that you are getting sales and working with your CPA to figure out what's your tax amount and just go ahead and put an automated process to take that tax money out. You can do it weekly or monthly, but just making sure that it's not all sitting in your one operating checking account so that you're not accidentally spending it. Okay. And number four? Number four, this is my favorite one. Mistake that I see with small business owners that they are willing to work for free. So basically kind of like a no paycheck. So they'll work for months without paying themselves consistently because they feel like, okay, well, I don't know when my next sale is coming in. So I'm just going to wait and I'll wait and wait. So I have business owners who have been in business for eight plus years 
who don't consistently pay themselves a paycheck because they don't put themselves as a line item as essentially treating themselves as an operating expense. Mm -hmm. So figuring out how much they want to make sure that the business is paying them so they can bring that into their personal household, family, et cetera. And number five. Number five, one thing that I see a lot of small business owners make the mistake of is they lower their prices. So basically they give discounts on the fly. So they Mm -hmm. feel like, okay, well, if I don't ask for too much, then I'll be able to make the sale. Um, Mm -hmm. But a lot of times they don't think about all the costs that goes into keeping the lights on in their business. So when they're having these sales conversation or they're getting nervous that maybe somebody's not going to close on the sale, I've seen business owners just lower their prices or give a major discount to attract customers. Mm -hmm. I had one instance where I had a business owner, when we calculated everything that she did, she actually ended up giving her product away for free. When we factored in all her cost of goods sold, her discounts, her taxes, et cetera, she actually basically gave the customer money to walk away (laughs) with the product. It reminds me of the office episode where Michael Scott creates the Michael Scott paper company and they're meeting with their number cruncher. And the guy says, well, actually, as you grow, you're going to lose more money and actually be out of business because they're doing a fixed cost model versus variable cost model as they're just assuming the cost would stay the same as they grow, but they're actually losing money. And two things come to mind besides the office episode. (laughs) One is that... Being aware of all the costs that are taking place in order to operate a business, it's not something that a lot of entrepreneurs are aware of in my experience. And the second is when you do lower your costs to attract a certain clientele, you're actually getting hit twice. One is you have lower profit margin, if any profit at all. Number two, you're attracting not the type of client that you really want to attract. You want to attract clients and customers based off of the value that you bring, not a price point. So on the first part, though, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how do we become more aware and cognizant of the expenses that are going on in order to make our business run, are there certain reminders or techniques or softwares that we should always keep in mind? Yes. This is actually one of my favorite topics. So I'm glad that we're talking about this. So in terms of expenses, keep it pretty simple. You can put it in Excel, but really I stress my clients to make sure that you list every single thing that you're paying on a monthly basis or even yearly basis. So everything that you've signed up for subscriptions, all those monthly bills, yearly bills, or insurance. And then also recommend just putting a line item for why you signed up for that service or that tool. Mm. Because when you start off, your reasons for signing up for something may be one thing, but five years into your business, that reason might change. And maybe you don't need that product or that subscription anymore. I actually had one real estate client that I was working with. We're looking at all their bills and I looked at their phone bill and I was like, why is it several hundreds of dollars? You have a pretty small team right now. And then they started realizing that they were paying for seven or eight cell phone bills and realized that they no longer had those agents. Mm. So they were paying, (laughs) right? And this was years, like they've been doing this for three plus years. And they were like, oh my gosh, we had these people on our payroll and we were paying their cell phone bills, but we don't have those people on our team anymore. So really it was just, there was no oversight for that. 
And then it was a husband and wife team and we were looking through and I was like, okay, well tell me what this subscription's for. And they couldn't remember. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, well, let me figure out why did I sign up for this? So really just giving yourself notes for why you signed up for something as well as if they're yearly bills that are coming up, I would just say, put it in your calendar a couple weeks, two weeks, maybe even a month out and just remind yourself and say, Hey, this bill is about to be due, especially if you're paying a yearly premium for it and say, make sure that you're still using this tool. If not, let's cancel it. What a great exercise to look at the first in order to analyze the data. You need to have the data organized in the right way. I mentioned a number one, have a bookkeeper and you said, no, 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 have three bank accounts. I'm going to mention it again for this one because you haven't mentioned get a bookkeeper. How come? Because I have a bookkeeper and it's amazing. And that bookkeeper just provides the monthly finances. It's with the CPA firm that I work with, but I haven't sat down and done it methodically. I should say, what is this one service and do I still want it? Would you recommend having a bookkeeper and then taking this approach? I do recommend everybody have a CPA for sure. So you definitely need somebody who is trained to do your taxes. So I don't have a bookkeeper. I do have a CPA, but I use an invoicing and accounting tool called FreshBooks. So that provides- FreshBooks? FreshBooks. Okay. I can give you a link as well. So it will take all my expenses. So I just sync up any of my credit cards or my debit cards, bank account information. So it will basically do a- inventory of all my expenses and categorize them for me. So it will say, oh, I see that you've still gone to Starbucks five times this month and it'll flag it as a meals and entertainment expense, right? Mm -hmm. Like maybe I was meeting with a colleague or a prospect or, oh, I see that you're paying Microsoft for a subscription every month. So it will start flagging those for you and categorize it for you. So basically it's an automated process where I don't have to pay a bookkeeper for that because the system will do it for me. Initially, though, because I used to have something like that, you have to categorize something so that the machine can start learning. Okay, that's for XYZ, right? Correct. Correct. Okay, got it. So it takes some initial work on the front end, but then once you start having reoccurring purchases, then it puts them in those categories that you associated it with. Yes, that's correct. Awesome. Anything that we haven't talked about before we wrap up that you think we should as it relates to expensive mistakes all entrepreneurs make? Yes. So we talked about expenses. The number one tool that I'd say every small business owner absolutely needs to budget for is a scheduling tool. I've seen people lose business deals because it takes three to four or five emails back and forth trying to find a date and time to work. Oh yeah. And lots of people are scheduling meetings after hours. So if you're not accessible, if it takes a phone call or it takes trading multiple emails to get on your calendar, you might lose a sale. Mm-hmm. So definitely having a scheduling tool is a must have as a small business owner. What's your favorite one? Book like a boss is my favorite one. Book like a boss. I haven't heard of that one. I used to use Calendly, which I know a lot of people have heard of Calendly, mm-hmm. um, but book like a boss, it looks like a micro website. So aesthetically it looks prettier. And again, you can set up different types of appointments. So I have a different link for prospects versus clients versus colleagues who want to connect with me. So I just give them a different link and they can get onto my calendar and it sends automated reminders. So it's fantastic. Huh. All right. Thank you for that. I'll check it out. Book like a boss. Well, five expensive mistakes that small business owners, entrepreneurs, real estate investors make that negatively impact their personal finances, commingling personal and business money. So get those three bank accounts set up. 
emergency fund, three to six months of operating expenses, not having tax money taken out. Number three, four, working for free. You don't want to work for free. Number five, lowering prices, giving discounts on the fly. And we talked about that in the exercise that I'm personally in love with, which is taking a look at the expenses that you have on an ongoing basis and then asking yourself, why did I initially sign up for this and is it still useful? How can the best ever listeners learn more about what you're doing? Sure. They can go to my website, smifinancialcoaching.com forward slash best ever show. So it's just for your listeners and they can get access to a free mini course on the top five tools to help you save time and money starting today. Well, wonderful. I will include that in the show notes as well. Thanks for being on the show. Enjoyed it. Grateful and hope you have a best ever weekend and talk to you again soon. Thank you, Joe. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Looking for your next family vacation spot? Park Square Homes is teaming up with Amina's Mortgage Services to provide a turnkey experience for new vacation rental homes just 20 minutes from Disney World. For more info, contact Amina's Mortgage Services and you can go to their website at aminas-ms.ca. That's aminas-ms.ca.